On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we are breaking it down Michigan State, taking on Rutgers. Big, big game in Big Ten play for your Spartans. Let's do it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, January 5th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my strangely feeling kind of confident co-host, Matt Sheehan. Yeah, I'm sure that's not what a lot of people were expecting to hear, but uh, with this game tipping off at 9 p.m. tonight, I felt worse about games going into them. Let let me tell you that. Um, I know Rutgers is a great team. I know that Michigan State has been struggling a little bit. But I kind of like that line that BetOnline.ag has given us of the Spartans as one and a half point favorites. Will so I'm surely you you won't talk me off this ledge of confidence, which I guess is an oxymoron. But still, surely you you won't push me off of this, will you? We uh, we can talk about it. All right, right, we can talk about it. I I do want to talk about that point spread because it kind of struck my curiosity. Oh sure. sure. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk about that game. We can we can start with the spread and then we can just kind of go up from there. Talk about Rutgers' key players, matchups to watch, stats, what kind of team this is, etc. etc. Pretty straightforward show. That's the plan for today. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single work day. Yeah, five days a week, baby. Five popping up here. days yep. a week. So I, uh, and I tweeted this out, I was surprised that Michigan State was a favorite uh, over uh, the old Scarlet Knights of mm-hmm. New Jersey State College. Yeah. They're good. <laughs> They're really good. They're a solid team. And Michigan yeah. State, yeah, they beat Nebraska, but they have not looked good at all in no. almost oh. a month. I mean, you know, there were definitely stretches against Wisconsin where they looked pretty good. Sure. And that game ended up as nine points. It was a one-possession game forever. Mm-hmm. And they easily could have won that and had the free throws not gone that way like you know we all know they played pretty well against a really good wisconsin team but they got the doors blown off by minnesota and northwestern who are good teams like solid competent teams but they got destroyed and northwestern you know got beat up by iowa michigan throttled them yeah they got a couple nice wins beat indiana beat ohio state but they're just like they're okay they're an okay team they shouldn't be destroying you they shouldn't be humiliating you pretty much running you out of the building and neither should minnesota minnesota's better than northwestern but minnesota's not a team that should be beating you by 25 so i saw this and i thought it would be a close spread but i thought it'd be Rutgers by one to two maybe you know maybe two and a half something like i thought Rutgers would be kind of a tight favorite and instead michigan state opened up as a two-point favorite and that struck me because as we always like to say on this podcast, Matt, mm-hmm. they didn't build a bunch of skyscrapers in the desert for no, no reason. They didn't no, do it by losing sir. money. Nope. Absolutely not. No, because that, that's what I do when I go out there, not yeah. the casinos. Yes. So, what was your reaction? Uh, this was after I did like a 
ton of research, just hours upon hours of research for the podcast. Um, no, after maybe like 45 minutes, 60 minutes of research. <laughs> Is when I saw this line come out, and then I was like, "Well, I don't know." Like after going through all the numbers, like Rutgers kind of plays a smaller lineup that might suit MSU a little better than most teams do in the Big Ten, uh, and, and maybe I'm still holding out hope that MSU can be a good defensive team. Maybe it's just blind faith. Maybe it's just what yeah. they call delusion in the podcast industry. Will, um, but I'm looking at all this, all the numbers that we'll get into later. It's like. I guess I could kind of see it, like just like we were talking about. You know, maybe uh, Joey Hauser doesn't have another stinker of a game. Maybe Aaron Henry doesn't go back to his old ways of having a stinker. Maybe Rocket Watts finally uh, gets out of his coffin, uh, Undertaker gif style, and gets back on on the wagon here. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of upside for MSU. I think Rutgers is what they are at this point of the season, which of course is a good team. But mm-hmm. can MSU show up? and bounce back after what you just said a month. I think they can. I think the matchups aren't as bad as we think. And I know that a lot of other teams' best players have had their performance of the year against us. (laughs) Boy, have they. Yeah, boy, have they indeed. Um, But yeah, for some reason, I just have like this blind, optimistic feel for tonight. Okay. Yeah, hopefully those are articulate enough. I, I, well, I guess the, it, the thesis of what I'm saying is I'm ready to get hurt tonight. That's, perfect. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying Scott to say, team. I guess. Right. Well, I'm not quite there. I definitely think this is should be a close game, I should say. like It should mm-hmm. be. If you play it a thousand times, it's going to be close more often than not. One game sample, things get weird. Sure. Uh, but man, like... Rutgers is seven two overall, three and two in conference. Mm-hmm. There are two losses on the road to Ohio State, which Ohio State's a good team. That's going to happen. They were winning that game forever, and Ohio State went on a twenty four to three run from like eight forty five remaining to one minute left in the game. Twenty four to three run, and Rutgers lost by twelve. Like <laughs> so, they were up. They had oh, yeah. an, uh, what is it? I got it right here. Seven point lead. And they got gotcha. waxed on the stretch. So they very well without, you know, and that happens with college teams, right? College kids are going to go through bad stretches. Safe to say, yeah. So, yeah. So that happens. And that's like, okay, that's fine. Their other loss, they lost to Iowa by two. They were winning pretty much that whole game. Should have won that. And then Iowa surged right at the end, won that by two. But Iowa. And seven, a game with 71 possessions scored 77 points, Matt. Would you like me to read you really yeah, quick crazy. Iowa's other point totals? Yeah, yeah. Sure, let me just rip through these. Yeah, go for it. 97, 103, 99, 93, 105, 106, 88, 70. That was their worst game against Purdue. Mm-hmm. 95, 87, 77. So twice they've yeah. scored less than, uh, or they've scored 87 points or less. Jesus Or man, less that's... than 87, <laughs> sorry. Two yeah, times. that's big time. Yeah. Two times they've scored less than 87 points. The one, their worst game against Purdue, their second worst game offensively is against Rutgers, and Iowa's the best offense in the country. So to hold them to that number is really impressive. No, they didn't get the win, but they really, really could have and probably uh, should have if you watch the end of that game. And if they didn't shoot 4 of 12 from the free throw line that day. Which... Yeah. Not, not 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 to jump ahead here, but that's also kind of why I might have confidence they're Maybe. not a good free throw shooting team at sixty percent on the season. So. No, but they're shooting thirty nine percent from three. Ah, uh, we'll get to that in a second. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this it's just a good team. It's a really mm-hmm. good team, and I think honestly, Ball coached. Yeah, like their best basketball still might be in front of them. They beat Illinois. They beat yeah. Purdue. Mm-hmm. They beat Maryland on the road. They beat Syracuse in the ACC Big Ten game. Like, right? They've they've got some good games under their belt, but Matt, they have the number seventeen offense in adjusted efficiency, the best they've ever had uh, under uh, I can't say his name. Pickle. 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 God, it's it's looks so much. Harder than it is. Wow, finally, a name I can pronounce that you can't. This is, okay, wow. I'm gonna mark this date down. I always want to say Pikeel or something. Pikeel, whatever. The best offense they've had in his like five years there was last year when they were 72nd in adjusted efficiency. They are 17th now. Yeah. And last year they were number six on defense. This year they're 28th. But they just had a really impressive defensive performance against Iowa. So if they're like turning a corner on the defensive side. Like, they held Purdue to 76 on 64. That's not great. But followed up with that game against Iowa. Like, if their defense can kind of get it figured out to the point where they're, they don't even have to be what they were last year, but just approaching it, top 15-ish defense, this is going to be one of, like, the 5, 10 best teams in the country. As it is right now, they're, they're 19th in adjusted efficiency. They're really good. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, Rutgers, they're cute. No, they're they're really good. They're an actual contender yeah. in this conference. Like mm-hmm. they might not be Iowa, they might not be Wisconsin. They you know, they beat Illinois, but they might not be to their level consistently. But they're right there with Michigan. Yeah, right. And I know Michigan's crushing it right now, but like those are the like those are the top teams. Mm-hmm. They're right there and they're really good. They would have been a tournament team last year had the tournament not gotten canceled. Definitely. They're going to be a tournament team this year, and they're, I don't even know if they're ranked right now. It doesn't matter. They're one of the top 25 teams in the country and have a real chance to get like top 15, top 10, even better if the defense really runs into form. They're really good. Uh, Rutgers would be a four seed in uh, Indiana. Well, okay, they're all Indianapolis <laughs> right now. <laughs> Which uh, Joel Linardi's uh, Brankatology, that was last updated on December 20. Ninth, so I know that uh, that Iowa game happened since then, but still probably going to be a top four seed when this tournament yeah gets started in Indiana. Yeah, I don't think a close loss against um, one of the top teams in the country is is that big of a deal. That's probably no skin off their back. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's pause here for a sec. We'll come back, and we will, despite all of that, tell you why there are opportunities for Michigan State to win this game. There we go, baby. First, a word from Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. You got the numbers up right now. What did Bet Online say? Is the as as we record here nine nineteen Monday night? What is the line for this game? Your Spartans favored by one and a half points. Will one and a half points? Well, we got that game. We got a Michigan State Purdue game coming up in a few days. We've got mm-hmm. NFL playoffs. We've got the national championship. We got a ton of stuff. That you, the listener, can bet on. And there's only one place that has you covered. And one place we trust. That is betonline.ag, Matt. AG? You want to, uh, do you want to tease your prop bet? Yeah, so we sent a prop bet over to them that they're going to try to get up before this weekend. It is it. Well, of course, if the Purdue game happens. Uh, yes. That just got delayed for them tomorrow. But if the Purdue game happens on Friday, the prop bet is made MSU three-pointers 
or total made field goals in the Saturday wildcard slate. All three games. We got Dang. a little cross-board action, nice. but it gets you involved in the thrill of NFL wildcard weekend, yep. baby. So, so if, if we can get that up... And that's a really cool thing. We got this connection with Bet Online uh, that we can send them stuff. And if they can get us prop bets up, we're going to take advantage of that. And you can go and bet on them. Mm-hmm. And they'll make odds for it. They got people that can do that. And it'll be a really fun way for us to sort of infiltrate Bet Online. So if you're not on that site yet, get there. BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word, LOCKDOWN. And you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, Matt. That is. A fantastic baby. welcome bonus. Free money, baby. It's free money. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start. And with a few more wins. Oh, it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. I don't know why I said with. Matt, we need wins. And if you're betting this year and want more wins, if you want more wins, you got to listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. Okay, so that last segment was a lot of of Rutgers is good talk. Yeah, I'm sure that's got the people feeling great right now. Yeah, yeah, including me. That said, Michigan State can definitely still win this game. In I, I fact, hope so. yeah. in fact, the people uh, who are making the lines for this game say they should win this game. Take take it for what you will. Mm-hmm. But that's at least a little comforting. And mm-hmm. so, from a, a number standpoint, you just look at it. Rutgers is nineteenth in overall adjusted efficiency. Seventeen offense, twenty eight defense. Oh crap. Michigan State is 50th, 24 on offense, 80th on defense. Seems like seems like a bit of a mismatch. Bounce back season. Let's go. <laughs> well, it really depends on what Michigan State team shows up and for how long they show up for. Yes. We've seen within this season multiple stretches where Michigan State looked like a top 10 team. They looked... Awesome. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it in a couple weeks, a few weeks, many weeks. Didn't see it for long. We saw it for a stretch against Duke, stretch against um, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Suck it. Yep. Maybe a little bit in the Wisconsin game when you're hanging with a really good team like that. But overall, in conference play, we just really haven't seen it much. So Michigan State has the number 13 offense and number 13 defense in the conference when you look oh. at only conference-only games. But Rutgers has the number 10 defense in conference only games. Mm-hmm. Outside of that uh, Iowa game, they've been getting beat up a little bit, Matt. And there's two spots where they've really been getting hurt in the conference. Late on me. Offensive rebounds and free throw rate. Yes. Your Michigan State Spartans are a very good free-throw shooting team. Knock on wood. They rank 34th in the country, 76%. Pretty good, yeah. After a really terrible start to the season in terms of getting to the free-throw line, 
mm-hmm. against Nebraska, which is a team that pretty good free throw rate. They don't don't foul a lot. Haven't fouled a lot. Nebraska. Your Michigan State Spartans, Matt, got to the free throw line twenty six times. That's that's healthy. Yeah, that's a lot of time in the stripe. Yep. Aaron Henry was getting to the lane, getting to the line. Josh Langford was getting to the lane, getting to the line. Joey Hauser got to the line. Malik Hall got to the line. A lot of people getting to the line, Matt. Yep. And if you're playing a team like Rutgers, who's, you know, probably better than you over a long stretch, but has been struggling with free throw rate in conference play, and you're like, okay, how are we going to get points? How are we going to hang with this team? Free throws might be a, a really nice place to uh, to start, Matt. It's going to have to be Will, yeah. Um, can we? Uh, there's one thing that really jumps out to me, too, as far as like shooting goes. Now, this is something good that Rutgers does. It is shoot the three-pointer at 39.3%. Yeah. However, there's a little wrinkle here, and I want to know your take on this. As of now, they only shoot an average of like 19 a game, which is... 256th in the country. So they're doing something mm-hmm. really well, shooting well from the outside, mm-hmm. but they don't do it a lot. No. Only 19 times per game, and just for reference, MSU does about 24 times per yeah. game. But And they're 289th in rate. So like yeah. three-point attempts per field goal attempts, they're 289th. So they're even less three-happy than your stat suggests. So I think that's another thing we've thrown that bin, too. It's like, yeah, they do something well, but they don't really do it a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't do it a lot. I don't know why. It's just simply, um, I'm I'm baffled. But yeah, so that's that's pretty cool, I guess. So hold them off the three point line even more than that, and don't let everyone named Ron Harper Jr. or uh, Montez Mathis or Jacob Young go absolutely ham from beyond the arc. Like, I think that's another way you can win this game too. Here's okay. Let's talk about three pointers, please. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if you said, Will, give me a stat, give me something in Big Ten play, any Big Ten team, pick a thing, anything, that's just weird right now. Give me Mm -hmm. something that doesn't make sense. Give me something that you think isn't going to hold up. Okay. The very first thing I would look at would be Rutgers shooting the three. I would tend to agree. let Let me throw a couple things at you. Okay, I'll try to catch him. Ron Harper, shooting yeah. 48% from three on more than seven attempts per game. Okay. Ron Harper, same person. Ron Harper, mm-hmm. shooting 56% from the free throw line. Gotcha. Montez yeah, Mathis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Montez Mathis, shooting 40% from three on four attempts per game. Mm-hmm. Montez Mathis shooting 51% from the free throw line. Puzzling, but yeah, I mean, that the, the math suggests that, that this would come down. The three-point number, that, that is, of course. Hopefully the free throw number, too. I'd love to see them dip even below 50% on the line tonight. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see, though. Jacob Young, even, and his a little better, but Jacob Young, 44% from three, 78%, <clears throat> excuse me, from the line. So he's a decent free throw shooter, a lights-out elite three-point shooter. Those things tend to match up with each other. If you're a really good free-throw shooter, you're usually a really good three-point shooter, especially as a guard. Right. 
Oh, totally. If, right. Yeah. And that's kind of over time if you just, I don't know, pick someone. Here's Josh Langford. 40% from three, mid-80s free throw for his entire career. Yep. That makes sense. Gabe Brown. Uh, high 30s uh, from three, 90% free throw for his career. Cassius Winston, same thing. Foster Lawyer, same thing. There's generally a correlation. And NBA teams a lot will use free throw percentage as an indicator over three-point percentage as like, okay, can this person shoot? Right. On. We look at free, you look at free throw numbers first because three-pointers, you can be streaky. They can be fickle. You can miss eight in a row and all of a sudden your, your average is kind of tanked a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Ask Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry's not a 25% uh, three-point shooter. He's been a 30, mid-30s his entire career. He's a low-70s free throw shooter. That correlates. Totally. This year he's shooting 80% from the free throw line, 25% from three. I would guess he's due to make a few more threes. Rutgers, yeah. Rutgers, on the other hand, one of the best three-point shooting teams, one of the absolute worst free throw shooting teams. That does not compute. No, it doesn't. And hopefully the cream rises well to the bottom rather yeah. than the top. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully the hopefully, cream hopefully, spoils. Yeah, hopefully everything levels here uh, in East Lansing. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, yeah, no. It, the, the game it is, is at Breslin. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay. it's not at the rack, thank God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Even though fans, that's still a major yeah. oh. home court advantage there. Right? I, I'm so honestly for them because I don't really have any emotions towards Rutgers generally. Uh, yeah, right. I wish they could have fans this year. This seems to be Rutgers' luck, right? Like, yeah. they finally have a great team last year. Oh, tournament's canceled. Bummer. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like them and Dayton, who I felt the worst for last yes. year. Also, Penn State as well. Um, That's, but, yeah, yeah, and then tough. this year, like, oh, my God, we're even better this year somehow. Yeah. And not not a one could actually yeah. attend these games and enjoy it. Like, that that low-key kind of sucks, but whatever. Yeah, so I guess that's something really to hang your hat on. And now we, we should say, Matt, mm-hmm. there's no guarantee that it's going to happen this game there's no guarantee it's going to happen at all they could be like whatever it is 24 games they could be an outlier for 24 games right it's totally possible that they just all season are feeling it from three and aren't actually good shooters right it Mm -hmm. happens it happens but like i said if you wanted to point out one thing it's is I don't know I don't have all the the stat profiles of all the Big Ten teams locked away in my brain, True. but that is something. As soon as I saw that, I was like, they are so due to miss a bunch of threes. They are the worst free throw shooting team in the conference and the best three point shooting team in the conference in conference play. That doesn't match up. Cardboard cutouts better bring the noise tonight, man. Cardboard cutouts better bring the noise. All right, we will continue with our Michigan State Rutgers preview in just a minute. First, Matt, oh, I'm so excited for this. You have no idea. You have no idea what I'm about to say. I have no Yeah. You have no idea, but here you go. Ready? Yeah, I think so. First, a word from Rock Auto. We're back to doing stuff for Rockado. They got brake lights, they got brake pots, they got tail lamps, and they got brake pots. We are Six. back 
Rock Auto is back. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic car or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. I can do this without even reading the copy. I've said it so many times over the last year. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts uh yeah i would do it if i was a complete clown you would do that if you were a clown but you're not a clown so instead no, i'm not you're gonna go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and then you're gonna write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective around the NFL, all the latest news and insights in every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matt, you wanted to start off this segment with a question. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love it. Hit me. So uh, maybe it's an obvious answer. Maybe it's not. But okay. save for a win. What would you want to see tonight that would make you leave the game smiling or just even j- just j- more jazzy would be about the actual win itself? So uh, other than a win, what do you want to see tonight if there's one thing? May- maybe two things. I'm a, I'm a generous person. So two okay. things if, if you want to name them. One thing, I want to see the same Josh Langford that we saw against Nebraska. I want to see him take one last long two, and I want to see him take another one or two threes. That would just be outstanding, yeah. Okay, I want him to be aggressive with the dribble, get in the lane, get himself to the free throw line, and shoot it from deep. I want that. That's a solid one, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want the freshman to play and be competent, both of them. Yeah, keep that run going, right? If if I can see that, if if AJ Hogard can have a solid game, if Maddie Sissoko can stay on the floor, mm-hmm. I might start to feel a little bit better about the way things have been going and can potentially go the next couple of months. Okay. What about you? Did, you have, did you have an answer? In mind when you asked this? Yeah, no, I, I did, totally. Um, it's, And I, I thought this would be like maybe on the more obvious side, but no, those are two strong ones that you had. Mine is just, let's get the rocket of Durham back, or the rocket that we saw against U of D, because ever since that game, Western, he, he was maybe okay, if you want to call it that. Ever since then, he's kind of been on study abroad, if yeah. you will. Um, one and way, Izzo and said, also, Izzo sorry, said the Detroit game was his best game ever. I mean, okay, 20 and Duke on the road is kind of cool. Uh, but sure, fine. Well, we'll humor time as I would say that's true. But since the U of D game, well, I'm going to read off mm-hmm. uh, some stats for you in, what, seven games here. Okay, 0 for 0, 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 <laughs> 2 for 2. What did I just name you, Will? What What were those seven series of numbers that, that I just gave you? His free throws. His free throws well, yes, the guy is a good free throw shooter, but he outright refuses to go to the free throw line. Um, maybe that's a way he gets back. 
I don't know how it is, but whatever, dude. Like, just I, I just want to see Rocket back, man. Like, it's it's great that he's back to the two. Would have liked a little more than nine points against Nebraska, but hey, whatever. It, it's it's a good start back. It's kind of getting his feet wet. Hope, hopefully, we can get to like I don't know, like the the waist high or the chest high section of the pool this game against Rutgers. So that would just tickle me to no end because, yeah, when Henry is struggling or on the vice versa, when Hauser is struggling like he just did against Nebraska, it, it would be nice to have, like, a second option in that trio of Rocket, Henry, and Hauser that you can count on for points because him being absent, wow, you're counting on Henry having a career night or you're counting on Hauser having a career night. And even then, like we saw against Wisconsin, even that doesn't mean that you're going to pull out a win, too. So, yeah, to have Rocket mm-hmm. rejoin us as the holy trinity of MSU scoring, uh, that would just be superb without yeah. a doubt. I know. I also had a question, too, on the flip-flop. Like, other than a loss, what would concern you the most? I don't know if you want to dabble in that, but mine would maybe be Marble still not playing a lot. Is that cause for concern, in your opinion, do you think, or is that just... The way it goes with the rotation and Sissoko learning on the run here, like I, I don't know what to make of that yet. Yeah, I think it's I, I'm if I'm not going to be overly concerned unless it's just like the center position's absolutely terrible and Marble mm-hmm. gets no run. I I don't I don't know what to make of the center rotation. Like we just want somebody to step up and take it. And honestly, Kithier's been the best option, at least on the yeah. offensive end, the last uh, couple of games. You know, if that continues, fine, great. You know, we know the ceiling is going to be lower, but at least, like, maybe he can be a floor raiser, and at this point, we'll take a floor raiser. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't quite put Marble not playing into that concern category. Something that would concern me, I don't know, just, like, another, maybe another step back on defense, like, Rutgers scores 84 <sighs> in 72 possessions, something like that, where it's just like, really, can we just have a game where we hold a team to 67 points on 71 possessions? Just like a a game, one time Mm -hmm. against a good team, please. Like, you got a bunch of good defenders on the floor. They're not a good team defense. Can we figure it out? Yeah, kind of like the way, like, for the first few games, we were hoping to see something out of the center position, and then by, like, game five, it's like, well, they are what they are. That, that's kind of how I'm feeling about the defense now. Like, I'm starting to yeah. run out of games where I can be like, all right, let's see if they turn the corner, let's see if we can get something, and if they do have another bad game tonight, it's like, well, okay, great, we just have a defense that stinks. Uh, that's that's what we have to deal with the rest of the year. Yeah, um, yeah. we might have a defense that stinks. They're as, as bad as it's been since 2006. And that yeah, 2016, yeah. yeah, the 2016 was worse defensively. Yeah. Shout out to Nysel. Yeah, they were worse defensively, but they had a top 10 offense. And they went 22-12. and 12. They were a solid team. They got bounced in the first round by George Mason. Yay. Which, which <laughs> this team very well uh, could be on Final four team George Mason, may I add, too. Let's, let's yeah, not completely make George that sound Mason. like a bad sentence right there. Hold on. They, they took out number one UConn. <laughs> Give George Mason uh, the flowers, Will. Okay, then 2004, they had the number 11 offense, number 129 defense, bounced. And can Hill. you name who beat them in the first round? 2004? Oh, yeah. God, no, I can't. I know it's not Memphis, but that, I'll just say Memphis. No, I have no idea. No, nope. nope. it was Nevada. Nevada! Oh, I was going to say New Mexico because I felt like it started with an N after I said Memphis. I was like, well, I think I'm close. No. Memphis, was Memphis was 2008. That was number one Memphis. Yeah. That was Derrick Rose Memphis. 
Yeah, I was way off in that one. I just pulled a random yeah. no, group okay. five team out it's of my okay. head. Yeah. yeah, 2004, seven seed, lost to 10 seed Nevada. Nevada was the 20th ranked team in adjusted efficiency, and they were a 10 seed that year. What the hell, committee? Um, yeah. What the hell? Anyway, that's the track this team's on, if we're being realistic. First round tournament exit. If the offense can step it up a little bit, if the defense can uh, step it up a little bit. Maybe we can start talking about deeper runs. Uh, we're going to need to see some evidence before we uh, are willing to go that route, Matt. Yeah, I would say so. All right. Are you ready for your favorite part? Yeah. What's my favorite part? Oh, yeah. I don't know if this is my favorite part these days, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. There's still only three games there projected to win the rest of the season. But Ken Palm has it as a 76-75 win for Rutgers, 46% chance of Michigan State victory. So it's a coin flip. That's fine. They got, at one point, yeah. uh, Rutgers stinks at the free throw line. Knock on wood. This, of course, this is the night they go 85% from the line. I'm sure I said that. But yep. yeah, uh, maybe they go clickety-clank for uh, one more day at the line. Maybe they do. Um yep. Yeah, Michigan State's got two coin flip games here. Uh, home against Rutgers, home against Purdue. Winnable, coin flippy type games. And they have a chance to pull a, a bit of an upset going on the road to Iowa. Bit of an upset, a big upset going on the road to Iowa. And God, if they can get through those three and somehow win all three, Paul, no one's probably going to... Yeah. I'm going to scream yeah. myself hoarse that we are yeah. back. These next two are like, hey, kind of... Huh? Like uh, your Vince McMahon gif. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they yeah, win the first one against back. Rutgers. You... Yeah. Yeah. You win the first one against Rutgers. You're a little intrigued. You win the second one against Purdue. You're like, okay, I'm feeling it. You beat Iowa on the road. You're collapsing off the back of the chair. Big time. No, well, very well said. Booming. All right. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. Join us tomorrow where we will be recapping whatever the hell happened (laughs) in this game hopefully it goes well for the spartans reminded to rate review subscribe to the podcast you can find locked on spartans wherever you get your podcast matt take us home all right new thing for christmas i got a daily msu calendar with facts and trivia so will we got a trivia question today Tuesday, January 5th, what former msu wrestler was inducted into the ufc hall of fame in 2019 into the what Hall of Fame? UFC Hall of Fame in 2019. Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans will go green. Way to end it. All right. Have a good one, guys.